genre. What up, everybody, and welcome to Tales from Show Fox, a once in a while podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here with the other people on this show, Shaw Batu. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Veidt. Heyo. As a courtesy, I want to remind the listener, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read the books we're going to talk about in the show, we're going, to, we're going to talk about them, so we're going to spoil those. I'm going to give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you might need to skip. Our top story this week is The Flash by Mark Wade, book one by... You're right, Mark Wade, <laughs> Greg LaRoche, and Matt Hollingsworth. <laughs> By correct, it is it is Mark Wade. I, I never know it. how to, to, to do this format with the author's name in the title. I know, it's it one of those, like, it, that's the title of the book, but also, like, uh, kind of spoils we the reveal. To, we also have to say who it's by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Messes up that reveal. <laughs> Unfortunate. Uh. So, uh, Adam, I appreciate you in the in the intro saying that once in a while podcast because yeah, it's uh, been a minute. We're, well, we're it's been we're it's sorry. been two weeks because I had a minor uh, issue. A minor um, metamorphosis. That's fine. You can tell <laughs> minor I, I, I was going to well, skip past this, Casey. No, no, no. We, we're not. Blamed, we're not skipping. We blame the Eagles on Discord. So you're no, it's not the, the Eagles. It is. It, so okay. So we talk a, a lot. Kafka. We talk a lot about magic <laughs> in this show. We talk a lot about like the power of magical thinking to manifest your reality. And we talk a lot yep. about like the cost of magic. <laughs> and I think we fucked around and turned me into the avatar of the rot. We just we talked about too much swamp oh, thing. No. You're welcome. And I accidentally You're became welcome. Anton Arcade. <laughs> Casey, what's your first pick? <laughs> yeah, that's so uh, yeah good. exactly that's yeah. uh i am doing a swamp thing in honor of the fact that i am now the rot i am now nice. one of the three avatars yeah yeah nice <laughs> to meet you i am the rot mm. uh yeah no good i times. had you could be the I abby had... arcane avatar you don't have to be anton oh that's true i could be yeah. the slightly yeah, better you, one but you still could be, you could change it change it from the inside yeah man oh shit you don't have necrokinesis now do you you know what i haven't tried if you um, did, you if you did, you probably wouldn't have had a hell of a week. So, so listeners, get this: I had not just one MRSA infection; I had a whole colony. I became a well, they were colony by, of MRSA. They were buy one get one free, right? I was. I was. They needed colonized. a spot for their next convention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, of all people, became colonized. By yeah, you were like a carnival cruise ship. Yeah. I was, I was the English Navy of fucking bacterial infection. Uh, yeah, it was a good fucking wow. time. It was, uh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> ten, ten out of ten stars. That sucks. Well, you're all um, better now, right? Uh, I'm getting there. I am done okay. with my antibiotics. Uh, I do. Let's, the right. I won't go into detail because it is quite graphic. Um, it's it's Cronenberg esque. If if Cronenberg needs. Any gory details for his next body horror film? I've got him. Somebody get in contact for me because Jesus Christ, the textures that came out of my the amount of times All right, okay, that okay. things things happened to my body where I just went, oh my god, like out loud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is happening! It's happening! Oh no, there's no stopping it's, it. Yeah, here it is. You just um, yeah, it's a yeah. full blown Kafka novel. 
Yeah, no, 100%. Um, yeah, my face, I actually, I don't know if I sent y'all the picture. My face swelled up like a did. chipmunk. I had, oh, had you MRSA did. in my face. Uh, I remember being oh, on the couch god. and I'm like, oh, Casey's really going through it. And I just showed it to Christina. She's like, oh my god, <laughs> is she okay? <laughs> I'm like, I don't no, know. <laughs> absolutely not. The bad Lord part was MRSA. that, like, I did nice. not realize how ill I was until I started on the antibiotics and it's like oh i and, was like and stuff Ill. started feel, stuff started yeah. working fixing itself <laughs> yeah. again yeah well, i had been oh, i had been like freezing cold for three days straight mm-hmm. it's like oh i was just feverish i was just hallucinating yeah your body was <laughs> oh just like God. on fucking redlining trying to stay stay alive <laughs> yeah you were like an eight-year-old in the victorian era with i was cold. so close to yeah. death it's also uh it's really funny because I, I did i i fainted it was yeah no <laughs> Um, I, I went back to work and uh, I was talking to the UPS guy who's. I would have told you to Shout get out. the fuck out. Oh, now that you're back. Oh no, no. Afterwards. Oh, thank God. After I was going to say. <laughs> no. I was bright like, I was like, get the fuck out of this get store the fuck right out. now. <laughs> well, like that was the thing is like I might have been able to go back to work at some point no. during that week, but nobody would have wanted me to. No, I was absolutely leaking. Not. I was actively and, leaking. And you would have been useless. Uh, let's be real. Like there's no <laughs> way you were able. Like you could have gone, but that might have been it. Like oh, sorry, guys. Is my mask soaked through with the with the carnage that is leaking out of my face? My face. We're gonna. You're gonna like have... that mushroom guy from The Last of Us. Oh, that was that was the instant joke. It's just like, That's oh, hilarious. she's a bloater. Get That's her out of here. She's hilarious. a fucking bloater. We're gonna what have to put timing. the weirdest content warning before this episode. I know, man. I know, we should have started. I, like, I, I knew. Uh, thank you for being brave and sharing your story with us. I... <laughs> Yeah, you've completed I, your transformation, and you you look you look better than ever. And and now I am the avatar. I I have I have gained control over the rot. So you gotta you know. go through hell to I, achieve your dreams. You're going I would have hell, definitely made up such a story to not share that, but then <laughs> shared it anyway. Dude, if if anybody knows me well enough by now, it's to know that I will overshare always. Mm. Yeah, I live e- with one of those every two. time. Yeah, the road no, to hell it's... is paved with petroleum jelly. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Which, I I forget if I if I've talked about that part. The whole reason I'm in this mess is because I am probably allergic to petroleum jelly. Uh, which guess what is in almost all lotion. So me trying to treat yeah everything, and yeah. well, me trying to treat this constant like. Der- co- like contact dermatitis reaction thing that I've had going, everyone's like, just use really good lotion, like really strong moisturizing lotion. And you know what's in all of that? Fucking petroleum jelly. Um, fucking cheap. So, nice. So the 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 big nice. thing that created the MRSA was I got sick of it. Like I, I was just like, fuck this. I'm really tired of this like constant low grade irritation of my body trying to like heal from this this rash. Uh, so I coated my whole body in Aquaphor. Which guess what? Ninety percent petroleum jelly. Literally the worst thing you could have done. Yeah, no, my grease entire on a grease fire. Yeah, no, I literally turned into a, a greasy grease fire, and <laughs> and like as that was like tapering off and like starting to get better, I had a little teeny tiny MRSA infection on my finger, and that would have been fine if I wasn't also taking regular baths to heal my skin. Which guess what? When that happens. You spread the MRSA. You create a colony. You colonized it. You fucked around and colonized it. You Aww. made you made staff tea. Yeah, I, I I I seeped myself in a nice salty mm-hmm. brine of MRSA. 
Um, the takeaway from this is do not take baths. They're disgusting germ yep. factories. That's Absolutely. the takeaway from this. Yeah, that listener. was my takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> Never I threw again. my bathtub out. Yeah. I threw Never it out. Again. I just, well, I take a bath. Yeah, I just wash off of the hose. Try to avoid that is the, is the big takeaway. That's the, that's the Don't move. Don't get Marso. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Done. Easy. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I'll continue to not get Marso. <laughs> You say that, you don't know. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, I, when I went back to work, I was talking to my UPS guy, and he was making fun of me, and he's like, yo, I thought like they got rid of that. I thought that, that like, well, how are you getting old-timey diseases? And I'm like, it's not fucking tuberculosis. You could just get this. It's yeah. still a thing. I mean, you can also just get tuberculosis. Let's I mean, yeah, that too, but... Be honest. <laughs> but um, I think about fever. that every time I, yeah, I right. have a real bad fall at the skate park and scuff myself up. I'm like, hmm. How long does it take for a ringworm to show up? Ooh. <laughs> or like, yeah, or like staff. Because it's not like anyone's out there scrubbing down the concrete at the skate park. Uh, well, if you'd like to know what types of soap to buy to get rid of that, I got you covered. Because that, I also bought a shitload of like medical grade soap. What is even happening right now? I'm, I'm a mess, dude. Um, That's fine. Yeah. Don't we all? It's all bad. It's everything's bad. Yeah. It's but okay. I the 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 It'll really ironic part, the the hilarious part is that um because <clears> I did <throat> nothing but sit around in my pajamas for an entire week trying mm. to not die, uh the rest of my skin never looked better. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely <laughs> glowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The re- I've finally healed. I've I've gone yeah. through the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've completed your transformation and you are now it's a beautiful just- butterfly. <laughs> It was literally the darkest darkness before dawn. Like mm-hmm. that's what yeah. I had to do. Ugh, I hate yeah, it. I'm just I out hate, here. I hate everything. Just out here not sleeping because we added a sixty pound pit bull to the bed where there already was a sixty pound one, and it's uh, we're figuring that out. That's been fun. So how's Bowie? How's he doing? He is delightful. He is a big dumb hippo dog. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. House hippo. Yeah. Yeah, he's a house hippo. He's truly a house hippo. He doesn't know how to use his body. He likes Perfect. to say he likes to say hi Same. with his feet. Awesome. Not Perfect. great. Not great. He's a jumper onto mm-hmm. the bed. He'll just like leap onto you. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he's very sweet though. Very cute. He's been he's been a good boy. Um so have, settling have, in nicely. have you figured out the thing that Zach has where uh pit bulls have like ball seeking feet? Oh, dude, like a heat-seeking fucking missile, dude. dude. Ranger's <laughs> no. parents' dog is like that. It, he just, he he loves to walk right up and bat me right in the right Dude, the no, the worst part is like, so like we're having him in the bed. He'll just like be next to the bed, spring up like a fucking, or like on a trampoline and just land on my fucking nuts. Uh-huh, like, yeah. Yeah, dude, no, I haven't figured it out, but he is like a, yeah, like a fucking magnet. Yeah, no, Zach has that the... problem too, yeah. and it's oh it's God. it's like he'll be prepared, like ready. He'll he'll like gear yeah. himself up to be like, please don't step on my nuts. I'm gonna prote- I'm gonna pre- yeah. gird literally gird my loins, and then somehow Charlie still figures out a way to yeah. fucking destroy. Like he's his life. blocking a penalty kick. I think exactly. it's just somehow like it's a subconscious, uh, like revenge for neutering them that's oh, the only maybe. thing i could think of that's all i could think oh, of oh yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah that yeah. you know or like it's an like, alpha well, you move took mine i'm fucking yeah right it's like yeah i'm gonna take <laughs> yours you piece of shit it's like goku he's doing the pat pats yeah so let's see 
He's a good boy. We've all, I can't believe we only had him for a month. It feels like he's been here for a long time, which is good. He hasn't really been... Oh, speak of the devil. <laughs> How'd he get into your room? He was let in. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's all open. Anyway, the zoo right, well, has started. We're burning daylight. Who's yeah. got comic we should books? Talk well, let's talk about last week's comics. Since I am now the Avatar of the Rot, uh, oh, I, hey, have, this. <laughs> I have Swamp Thing Green Hell number two by Jeff Lemire, Doug Mankey, and David Barron. Um, yeah, this book is fucking great. It's, uh, it's post-apocalyptic. Uh, that, uh, basically, mankind is on its very last leg, about to, you know, be destroyed by themselves, by their own folly, because um, that's what mankind does. You know, global warming. Basically, like, all the seas have risen, and, and they're hanging on by a, a last thread. And then, We're uh, fulfilling our purpose. Yeah, but then the green says, you know what, they're not dying fast enough. We need to further we're this along. Be- yeah, we're just going to take care of this. We're just going to take them out so we can finally get back to thriving, because they, they fucking killed us, so we're going to kill them. Um. And meanwhile, Classic. while all this is happening, uh, Alec Holland has kind of just gone to his own private heaven. Um, he, yep. Abby, and their child, Tifi, are, like, just off in their own, like, private heaven. Like, there's literally no other way to describe it. And um, so the, the, gre- the, the parliament of the trees picks a new uh, avatar who's just wreaks havoc. He's literally just a serial killer who just... He's killing everybody. Killing everyone. Um, and that's all in issue one. And basically, the, the last couple people that are alive, that are left alive, go to the mysterious old man in the lighthouse to try and ask for help. And who is the mysterious old man in the lighthouse except fucking John Constantine? Old man Constantine. Um, just old man st- Constantine. Just still fucking shit up. <laughs> He it's looks fucking- so much like, uh, what's his name, uh, from Clockwork Orange. Um, oh, yeah, he does look like, uh, fucking Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm um, McDowell. He looks like old Malcolm McDowell. Mm. He really does. Uh, it would not surprise me at all if that's, that's who Doug Mankey. It'd be um, a great casting decision. 100%. <laughs> uh, so, so the end of the first issue is, um, humanity going to, humanity in the form of this, like, young girl trying to save her dad goes to Constantine and is like, hey, please help us. So he summons uh, Alec, a.k.a. the original Swamp Thing, uh, back to the realm of the living to save their asses. Um, So this issue starts with Alec being ripped out of his heaven and just immediately grabbing Constantine by the throat. And he's like, you were supposed to leave me alone. You piece of shit. I'm going to fucking kill you. And Constantine basically is like, yo, if you kill me, you can't get back. Uh, so you might as well fucking save these people. And, and Alec is just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about these people. Send me back now. Um, and, you know, since Alec is ultimately Alec, he relents and he's like, fine, fine. Fuck you. Fine. I'm going to, I'll, I'll save humanity from the green assholes. So I, I he, like how Lemire finally like answered my age-old question about the trope of bringing someone back to life. Of like, why would you bring someone back to life? Like, if there's a better place for us outside of this life, 
why pull them back here? Yeah, like, that's not nice. That's not like if if I die and someone brings me back to life, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. I mean, it's literally like Kurt Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler going to literal heaven, and then being dragged back to Earth, and then told that there's resurrection. So like, yeah. you you literally can never go to You're heaven. Never going back there. <laughs> <laughs> they went up and to heaven. They're like, hey, hey, Kurt. Uh, Fox doesn't own the rights anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. God damn it. I guess it. I gotta go back. Uh, yeah, and, and this one is definitely like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I do- All right, I guess I'm doing yeah, I this. I was finally happy. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so he goes after the, uh, the bullshit uh, evil uh, swamp thing and tries to talk sense into the parliament of trees and the parliament's like nah dog like you left and you agreed not to interfere because like we invited you to be in the parliament and you said no because you wanted to have your own fuck yourself yeah it's like you wanted to have your own private heaven and you told us to go fuck ourselves so you don't get to interfere in this uh and he's like but like look these these kids these literal children that were born into this hellscape don't deserve to die they didn't cause this and the parliament has a good point where it's like humans have had every opportunity to not destroy the planet and look what they did. So we're just, we're done. We're done with the humans. We we're starting over. Um, so Alec kind of like holds to it and he's, and they threaten Abby and, and Tifi and he's like, you know what? I, I can't turn my back on these people. I can't let them die. So like, Fuck me up, fam, I guess. Um, so they take away his power. They, they, he's just a regular he's just, swamp monster. He's just a not swamp a, monster now. Yeah, he's, he's not a, a swamp he's, monster yeah. connected to the green anymore. Yeah. Um, so he goes mm. back and nearly dies trying to defeat the new uh, avatar of the green. And uh, manages to take down the one monster and get severely injured in the process. And the little girl who's kind of like the impetus for the whole story is like trying to help him. She's like, Hey, like, I, like you're wounded. You need help. And she runs up to her dad and he's like, he's wounded. We got to help him. And, and the entire townsfolk are like, Let's kill the monster. Cause people are ultimately people always, um, yeah. rakes and torches and the like. Exactly. Um, but luckily, you know, the little girl convinces them like, no, he's, he helped us. He saved our lives. He's the good one. And uh, as they're having that nice little powwow conversation, uh, the rot shows up too. Um, and the red, the rot and the red—they're all yeah. All the all the parliaments are are talking, and essentially they all team up together and create a nightmare legion. Just a horde of, of just fucked up monsters <laughs> of gurgly squelchy fucking horror beasts and most of them are from the sea so they're all like like seaweed dead animal seaweed swamp crab people yep. seaweed, yeah, seaweed, crab people? <laughs> seaweed crab people um <laughs> so yeah so that's that's fun um and then we get a little bit of um constantine going to uh so dead man to so get good. his help <laughs> yeah and boston's like i thought i was done with you what the fuck do you want like can i can no one have peace and death no they can't constantine is just coming for all of them because um, <laughs> of this fucking guy this fucking we'll guy let anybody just fucking rest 
<laughs> um, so Constant this is the best part. Constantine and Deadman end up in uh the Nanda Parbat Mountains, uh formerly Pakistan. And they go up to this cave and it's covered by like lions and shit. <sighs> and who is it? But fucking Animal Woman. It's fucking uh, Maxine, baby. Maxine, Maxine Baker. baby. Yep. Yeah. It's if fucking you remember great. From and our Lemire Animal Man shouting. Yep. Yeah. She <laughs> she is the uh, the the avatar of the of the of the red. She's wearing the OG Animal Man costume too, which is fucking awesome. Yep. Also, like I know everyone is like very old because it's like supposed to be fifty years in the future, but Ellen does not look good. <laughs> She is very old and like very yeah. But I mean, like everybody's kind of starving to death and dying, so like it makes sense. I'm not surprised. Yeah, but Constantine still. should be like crazy dead, but he's fucking Constantine, so he's just gonna be there fucking everyone up, fucking everyone <laughs> shit up until the end. He's, he's too. The last one. He's too spiteful to die. That's really yeah, what exactly. That is. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh. Yeah. It ends with Animal Woman. Like when I got to work after you know being off for a week. Um. Uh, I got there and and Brian immediately was like, "Did you read Swamp Thing yet?" And I'm like, "I just mm-hmm. got here. What do you mm-hmm. what? Did you read Swamp Thing yet?" And so I like immediately read it. And I'm like, oh, "I see. I see just why so, you were <laughs> just so happy." Yeah. If you I want, I was able to do that again. Like, and if you yeah. want more Maxine Baker, she's currently best friends with Irie West in the Flash ongoing, and it is amazing. That's oh awesome. shit! That is awesome. Yeah. She just helped them fight Eclipso in Gemworld. So. That's cool. Hell yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, speaking of dickheads who refuse to die, who need to get what's coming to them. <laughs> I've got Wolverine number 30. Don't you Benjamin... dare compare Constantine to Beast. Beast is a war <laughs> criminal. Okay. How we'll get there. You? We'll get there. I got I got Wolverine number 30 by Benjamin Percy, Juan Jose, Re- Juan Jose Rip, and Frank Armada. Sorry. So, um, wow, Beast is a real piece of shit, you guys. Such a piece of shit. Has been for 30 issues and however long fucking X-Force has been going. Um, but I mean, like, this has been, this has been a, yeah, this has been a slow boil for like a decade. We're like, uh, he's been reader, a real sorry, ends justify the means guy. And that, that immediately leads you to being a literal monster. Like it's, it's. It's just so weird because, like, Beast went from, like, this lovable character that, like, people really have a connection to Beast. And I feel sorry for those fans because, like, like a frog at a, at a, at a hot plate, he just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, worse. and it's like, how can you even like this character now? <laughs> so, to catch, to catch us up, um, God, where do we start? So, Beast, Beast is the ha- Alan Dulles of Krakoa. Well, yeah, he's, he's also been keeping Wolverine lobotomized and in the pit of Krakoa. Right. So so he's he's been he he made a a clone of Wolverine that has like the berserker mode turned up to 11 yeah. like and without any of of Logan's like rationality or or memories or anything while keeping the real Logan in the pit. So he's just been using Wolverine as his own personal killing machine. His attack dog. Yeah. Classic. So Wolverine, 
where we are here is Wolverine's got his wits back. And um, he and Sage are trying to track down Beast to finally, you know, make him, uh, hold him accountable for the fucking horrible shit that he's been doing. We also have this, so um, Jeff Bannister has has had this like connection with Krakoa that like uh, Wolverine gave him a, 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 uh, what do you call it? A gate to, to Krakoa and his daughter came over to ask for help because her dad is in trouble with Wolverine immediately assumes beast and is right about it. (laughs) So, um, Black Tom is babysitting uh, Bannister's daughter and is just, Black Tom's great with the kids, man. (laughs) Let's face it. He made like a fun little plant guy for her to play with. But then one of Beast's like half plant, half bug things gets to where they are, stings her, and now she's in a coma. Like, fucking Beast, man. Yeah, he's just been doing, like, genetic experiments on tons yeah, has, of, like, like his... prisoners of war and well, shit. Yeah, like, it's... like, he got, like, that plant nation thing early on. Yeah, he's got, like, this weird... He's with shit all, all since, like, the beginning of House of X. Yeah, he's, yeah, he has this, like, this plant, like, disease that he came up with. It's fucked up, man. He's like the Joseph Mengele of the X-Men at this point. He is, yeah. Yeah. So we get this cool, like, little detective story with Wolverine and Sage trying to track down Jeff Bannister, where, like, they're trying to, they find these clues that he could be in any one of these five places, so it's them kind of going from place to place, going like, nope, not here, not here, and then they finally find where he's been, and the place explodes the second they get there. And um, they eventually find out that he's been working for the CIA as like a double agent. He was working the X desk as like an agent of, of the CIA and an agent of Krakoa. He's kind of playing both sides of this whole thing. That always ends well. Yeah. yeah it's super, super good to be in with beast and the literal CIA. That's not gonna, that's not going to go bad. <laughs> There's this really great moment where Logan's questioning this guy who knows where, where Jeff Bannister is. And like he pops his claws out. He's like, you see that? And he pops him back in and pops him out a couple of times. It's like, you see what I can do here? And then puts his fist up to his balls. And he's like, where's Bannister? <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting it? There's this. <laughs> <laughs> do you get what I'm doing here? You understand where you're at? <laughs> this is just great, Logan. I fucking love this version yeah, of Logan. Yeah, Percy really nails the tone. Just he gets it. So um when they when they catch up to Jeff Bannister, Jeff Bannister's like squirrely to get the hell out of there because he knows Beast is gonna show up any minute, which is kind of what Logan wants. Right. So Beast shows up and Logan uh, you know, sticks his claws into his neck. Yeah, he kinda hell he yeah. Was, Finally he was, try, he was gonna try not to kill him, but then also like he deserves it. Totally. Like, I've been wanting this to happen for multiple, multiple times. Yeah, my my question is, like, the the way that Krakoa's been working, everyone deserves resurrection, and everyone deserves a second chance, but, like, at what point does he belong in the pit? 
like yeah. way more than you anyone else. You could just go to the back of the line too. You know, it's like, yeah, we'll just yeah. let him Let's, cool off. Just don't really count yeah, him he accounted for that. He did because the next page is we're in Beast Secret Lab in in the X Force headquarters. Which, by the way, awesome real estate. The the X Force headquarters. The, <laughs> yeah. the Skull yeah. Waterfall Mountain. Fucking yeah. dope. Yeah, but uh we get on the uh, nose for that yeah yeah <laughs> we get henry stepping out of his own like auto backup emergency clone machine yeah, so what like, a that. piece of shit what a piece yeah. of shit no absolutely not so he yeah, just butted no. right to the front of the line and his yeah, he own can't, resurrection protocol he can't be allowed he can't anywhere. keep getting like, away with it. Well, he also can't. <laughs> I feel like you can't put him in the pit because he's go, he's probably got a thing for that too. Like he'll just he take over invented the pit. The pit. Like yeah, he has probably a like, back door in the pit. He'll like be the say, king he of hell. Just, like he will just he yeah. will just rule everything from down there, and no one will know. To fucking kill him, and then he'll just reset again. You know. Uh, he's yeah, uh, he out, just needs. So. He need. We need to like salt the earth with this motherfucker. Yeah. How do you solve a problem like Hank McCoy? Do you bombize them? I guess I don't know. Bomb! You just dark, fucking dark beast. <laughs> it just it yeah. it dark sucks, beast. man. I, I I really want this to turn out to be a dark beast this whole time because like well, the, it, it it like funny it thing was that like in sense of sinister, sinister looks at a like a a fucking uh clone of dark beast's head that he has in a jar, and he's like, dark beast, you aren't even the darkest beast anymore. You wouldn't <laughs> yeah. like it here. <laughs> it's True. it's a shame what happened to Hank McCoy. I, I yeah. hope. I hope he turns it around. I don't know if you can at this point. Like, how do you come back from this? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Like, that's yeah. just, it's, it, it, yeah. You can't give somebody ultimate power uh, to kill anyone because they believe in something and expect it to go good. Like, that's just <laughs> how that always happens. Just like, kill yeah. anyone, no questions asked in this, for the sake of freedom. No problem. And, like, yeah, <laughs> that's how you create that. That's not a good. Do you want a J. Edgar Hoover? That's how you get a fucking J. Edgar Hoover. Okay. It's just such a it's such a different character than he was like fifteen years ago. It's like such a night and day difference. Yeah, it's also just like no other character would really fit in that role either. So like it works in a lot of ways, but also yeah, it sucks because he was a beloved character for a long time. And, and it's funny when the, when the original team from the sixties got brought into the present day from the sixties, that was beast doing to show Scott what a monster he'd become. And it's like, ah, uh... <laughs> terrible. idea. <laughs> well, just and then that beast learned to become a magician. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I did like that, but yeah. Yeah. How the tables have turned. Yeah, yep. can we get Magic Beast back? This fucking this one's bad. We need <laughs> to trade this one in. Yeah, I don't know. I think the warranty's long past. Yeah, I mean, he sucks. adds an interesting element to Kokoa. I like that there's books yeah. that like Kokoa isn't just the X Men saving people. Right. It's, you need a dark. You need a dark, seedy underbelly to Kokoa. I just wish it wasn't Hank. I mean, the Quiet Council is also that. But he's the. That's also true. He's also the counterintelligence arm of the Quiet Council. So, of course, mm -hmm. like anyone in that role is probably going to be shitty at some point, you know? Like, it just happens to be Beast yeah. because he's or they the won't smartest be in one. in that role for very long. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I mean, this is part of Percy's endgame. So, yeah. 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 I, I really, I'm really excited to see how this pans out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't. 
know how to transition to Fantastic Four from this. <laughs> um, but my pick is Fantastic Four number four by Ryan North, Ivan Coelho, and Jesus Arbashov. Um, mm. We have not talked about the Fantastic Four relaunch at all uh, yet. Um, so that's what I'm doing now. Here we are. <laughs> I do love Ryan North. I've been wanting to read this. Yes. It was less it not being good and more none of us having the time to get to it yet because. Yeah, exactly. I missed the I first issue and I've just books. been behind the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, I meant that. I meant that one of those points where if I miss issue one, I'm missing the entire series, and yeah. I need to stop doing that. Uh, yeah, the issue one came out when we were on break, and which yep. really does it because that's it's like a just 25 like... chance I'm reading that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is the Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four's big, you know, new series, hot after the hot on the heels of Slot's long running, like four or five year run. Um, so it starts, um, essentially the, the premise so far has been Reed fucked up royally and a block that the block containing the Baxter building of New York, uh, went away, got, it didn't get blown up. It got transported a year away in time because this it got big, yeeted. Yeah. It got yeeted. Got time um, yeeted. So, uh, and then also superheroes became illegal in New York because of it. Like, they fucked up real bad that New York was like, nah, no more heroes. I love how many times the, the state and city of New York has tried that. Yeah. A it lot. It never seems to stick. It doesn't. Um, so, issue one, uh, issue one through three focuses on different groups. Um, so issue one is the thing and Alicia getting stuck in this town that is reliving the same day because, um, this guy broke up with his girlfriend, uh, like this girlfriend, the, his girlfriend broke up with him, but he didn't want that. And he had some kind of power that, um, could like reset the timeline. So this town was just reliving the same day and over and over again. It was in the permanently the forties. So the thing and his wife, Alicia, they get stuck in that time loop. Um, and uh, so that, that was cool. And then Reed and Sue, their issue, they get put into a town where uh, the people are like some, like half the population of the town are doom bots. And um, they're like disguised as humans. Um, and then Johnny Storm's issue was that he was undercover dyeing his hair black and working at a supermarket that had a corrupt um, uh, manager. So he forms a union and nice. awesome. busts the, the corrupt guy's ass, which was Fuck great. Yeah. And he's got a great handlebar mustache. Casey just mustache. got a twinkle in her eye. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> um, does he have oh, that, I, that so bad shirt? Uh, no, he does have a sweet mustache, though. That's oh, great. Um, okay. Now you're talking my language. And uh, and also the only clothes because uh they like all their accounts are frozen they have no money, um, but uh the only clothes he had left that could stay flamed on were underwear. Uh, so of course, he's just if he ever flames on, he's just stuck. And he's also like, uh, he's still living in New York despite superheroes being illegal. Um, 
Anyway, Good this old issue. Johnny Hot Pants. Yeah, this issue, you finally find out what happened, and uh, there is this huge annihilation wave, aliens coming in from everywhere, and Reed is like, "All right, I've got like one, um, got one uh plan left, and it and it was to just teleport the Baxter Building and the surrounding block like a year away." into a like a black hole uh where all the aliens would die but then the the um everything else would come back but there's all these people like all these citizens that are now like time displaced and including their kids and Alicia and things kids which is why they why uh they split up because Alicia and the, and Ben were like uh pissed at Reed um I didn't know Alicia and Ben had kids. I didn't either. They say it's their kids. I don't, I mean, that it could have been a slot wrote it for five years. I'm sure a lot has happened. That's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have questions. I will, I will hold my questions for now. I will. Yeah. I, yeah. We, we have a rule on this show. Uh, anyway, um, uh, they encounter this dome that is like, Ben skinned. It's a it's like a, a rock dome in the middle of New York. Um <laughs> Ben skin. Yeah. It uh, is. And so Reed and Sue call Johnny and they're like, hey, we need your help. There's this there's this Ben dome. Um <laughs> so they they like cut inside it and they find uh Ben and Alicia like in pods. Uh, and they're reliving the, they're like memory, uh, like reliving the, the argument that they all had that day when Reed time warped the, the block of New York. Um, so this, this issue is kind of like a cut between the flashback of them all fighting the aliens and bet and leading up to Reed, um, blo- uh, like, you know, uh, time warping the, the Baxter building. And then, uh, also, between uh them cutting into the dome and like exploring and like finding uh Ben and Alicia. So uh it it's the big kind of like oh what, you know, what happened uh and then the reuniting um issue, which is great cuz they're all at the, all together at the end, it's adorable. <laughs> Wait, so who put them in the dome? Um okay, so oh boy. Uh <laughs> There's this theory. I don't know if it's a real theory. It might be. Um, be- uh, Reed talks about it. There's this theory that uh, we were visited by aliens a long time ago because of comets dumping junk, alien junk, onto the Earth, and um, the like bacteria like taking like aspects of the Earth. So there's there was this alien like bacteria or something that like got knocked like put onto the planet and like encountered ben and started taking at attributes of ben and put them in a dome i don't know i don't remember okay my my (laughs) they started talking about science and i wasn't sure if it was real science or marvel science that kind (laughs) of sounds like a combination of both oh we're gonna have a lot of those conversations when we get to the top story oh yeah yeah. um yep yeah, <laughs> but this this so, run has been really yeah, there's good. Plenty of time for that. Uh, it it started off like kind of 
um, Twilight Zone-y. Like, uh, each issue was kind of like a different story and, uh, like, this weird town. Um, and then this issue uh, felt like a good superhero story. So I've been really enjoying it. Um, I'm glad I caught up because I was also behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got to check it out. Seems pretty cool. Looks great too. Yeah. Yeah, the art. Yeah, the art in this is great. And is this uh Ross on the cover too? Yes. Yep. Always crushing Definitely those Definitely better story than my fumbling of recapping all four issues in one go. But <laughs> it's all right. All right. Well, what's a podcast without some Batman? Batman. Some bat women. Yeah, What's the Batgirl? What's the Bat family up to these days? Batgirls 15 Dying. by yeah, Becky Clooney, Michael Conrad, Neil Gouge, and Ricky Renzi, Rico Renzi. Uh, so this last arc has been kind of mirror images. Uh, both of the Batgirls, uh, Cass and Stephanie, have had separate and very different run-ins with their estranged parent. Mm. Um, so... And during that, at some point, some magical voodoo switched bodies. So Stephanie uh, actually had an encounter with Shiva oh in, God. Cass's, in Cass's body. Oh, my like, Freaky Friday. <laughs> and Cass uh, was in Stephanie's body and got kidnapped by her father. So they kind of had a whole thing. And then they switched back uh, right as Cass was getting really taken to this like hideout. Or sorry, Stephanie kidnapped by her father. Uh, Clue Master, right? I think his yes. name is. Yeah. So she, Cass kind of knows where she is already because she was just in Stephanie's body. <laughs> so she's like fucking starts hauling ass to go rescue her because Stephanie is just like chained up and his her dad's going through this fucking horrible game show to prove that like he's fucking smarter than she is because he's a fucking psycho. And this whole time basically he's like, you could have been great. And she's like, I don't want to be like you, you fucking lunatic like you're just torturing your daughter for fun yeah. and you're, like, i am great is- you're weird like yeah dude, like, what are you wh- what are you doing man so Cass comes in kind of rescue saves the day a little bit but again since he's a lunatic he ends up shooting uh he goes to shoot Cass, and steph uh jumps in takes the bullet for her and uh and dies what the fuck F in the chat. Yeah, F in the chat for Stephanie. <laughs> um, Damn, but dude. luckily, uh, Cass just had to run in with Shiva, who happened to have a nice little vial of uh, Lazarus pit juice. Hell yeah. Nice. And was able to get Top Stephanie, shelf. was able to revive Stephanie by uh, just in time. And we talk about it. She's like, yeah, I'm lucky it worked because apparently, according to Bab, this was highly experimental. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they had like this um, kind of nice little moment. Like they kind of talk about like, you know, these are what friends are for. Someone who understands you, someone who has your back. And then like they both have this. Cass is like, you saved me. And she's he's, and uh, or Stephanie's like, you saved me. I said you saved me, and she's like, "Yeah, you saved me." Cass saying it back to Steph. It's like, "Oh, that's cute." 
They're, they're becoming besties. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they, they've been besties, but now they're really besties. They're like locked mm-hmm. in now. So yeah, now they're trauma bonded. They're trauma yeah, bonded they're, for they're, sure. They're now. died and came back to life besties now. Yeah. So um, that's kind of like the wrapping up this arc. So like the next big adventure is going to kick off. Um, this is the pl- good kind of dying and coming back to life. Yeah. This isn't being clawed back from your own personal heaven. Kind of <laughs> right. This was, uh, thank God we ran into your psycho assassin mom and she had Lazarus pit juice. <laughs> <laughs> this book so, is gorgeous. I really enjoyed uh, the, the style in this and it fits these, this, these characters, I think, really well. And I think the, this has been consistently uh, fun book with the two of them steph and Cass, kind of really get in the front front line of this book bab kind of pops in and out which is great she's got nightwing exactly (laughs) she's like a co-star in that book i like how she's kind of still like their oracle in this book but she's more like a she's like a a featured player she's like an older sister that just kind of comes in every once in a bit like you guys doing okay you okay, still good? Just checking. okay. You yeah. still good? Right. Um, Which is good because could easily you could make this book about Babs instead, but it's like it's it's about these two and it's it's really no. good. And uh, you know, always love to see uh the friends of the pod, Becky Clunan and Michael Conrad just thriving. <laughs> we say that the... in the loosest way possible. Oh uh, no, by that I mean Michael Conrad and Zach are best friends because Zach is better at this than I am. Um, so loosely friends of the pod, by that I mean Zach is my only tie to so when being Zach a listens to human being. Yeah. yeah. Pass it on to- He'll pass it exactly. On He's going to text Michael and be like, Ooh, you should listen to Tales from the Short Box. And then maybe I'll get the guts to ask them to be on the show. That's how this works. <laughs> I keep saying this, but the, the color work in DC Comics in general lately has been insanely good. That's what happens when you have a Tamra Bond villain. I was going to say yeah, Tamra I guess, Bond villain. I guess, <laughs> I guess uh, Tamra Bond villain is just rubbing off on everybody. Like, mm. oh, and, that's, and that's I forget, worse in it. I forget who's Jarrett's coloring. Um, I forget who uh, is coloring the Nightwing book, but that's also just. Isn't Jordi just, Belair? Yeah, I think that's Jordi Belair. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Those, are the two, those are the two names I feel like. They're the Most two best the time that pop at up. what they do right now, and yeah. like to have both of those both of those colorists in the bullpen, it certainly does. There's got to be a trickle down effect. Yeah, yeah, I like the the style and the coloring in this book a lot. Um, it's very stylized, but it works. Uh, I think it works really well for the the bat characters. It gives it those cool angles and actions, especially with the classic cast costume. I think it, it's fucking great. It's great I for action. It. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It fits the tone really well. Like it's it's got yeah, that like absolutely. lighthearted like girl power vibes, which I love, and I mean that in like the most yeah. loving way possible. You know what I mean? It fits it, what they're trying to do uh, from the story. Like it, there, it's definitely definitely a really good match. And the uh, and it, has, issue, it has that uh, that Warner Brothers stretchiness about it. Yeah. yeah. The issue before that uh, this one was silent because it was all cast focused, which was also great. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and it was her like just fighting. I think she was kidnapped at some point. Yeah. yeah. It was a whole it was a and it, wild. If you arc. don't have good art for that one, whole thing yeah, falls need... apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. The but I was learning that um there's this like really, really famous snake eyes issue of of G.I. Joe that is um silent. Hmm. And I, I my manager was telling me that, that is silent because the um the writer or uh i don't know something didn't get put 
uh, like they didn't have time to do a full issue. So the script got thrown out and it was just silent. And it's like literally maybe the most iconic book of the run. Yeah. The most awesome. iconic. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's great. great. Sometimes that's, that stuff that's is, just works. Was that yeah. IDW G.I. Joe or is no, this back that was in Marvel. Like, the Larry Hama days? It was the Larry Hama uh, days. He well, was probably just busy. <laughs> no, yeah. the IDW and Marvel are the Larry Hama days. That dude has written that book for He's written it years. the whole time. 30 yeah. years. That's crazy. Yeah. He's written like 300 issues plus, right? Maybe like, go, go Joe, bro. Maybe at yeah. some point we will talk about G.I. Joe because that is an amazing comic book. It is so good. That's wild. <laughs> So is Batgirls, so check it out. Yep. Nice. Okay, brought it home, baby. There you Let's go. go. Let's go. His name is Wally West, and he is the fastest man alive. He is Dude, the my first. My first reaction opening up this book was, oh, man, I didn't realize this was that old. I don't yeah. know why. I was like, oh, Mark what, Wayne. What, 90s? Yeah, 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 it took me a like, while to place when this was because I, I thought, you know, Mark Wade, you know, is probably going to be more. Yeah, recent. I think yeah, all of Mark us. Mark Wade's been around for a fucking minute. Yeah, all of us <laughs> know Mark Wade as a modern writer and forget that he's been around just as long as Grant Morrison. Like, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> funny for a minute. Yeah. They're so contemporaries. One of the yeah. reasons why it's so hard to nail down, and Mark Wade talks about this in the introduction, is that Mark Wade is a self proclaimed, like, he never. Um, liked to do dark stories, and the '90s was mm. like that, that was the you, time. That was the peak yeah. of of everyone trying to mimic like Spawn, um, and you know the Killing <laughs> Joke, obviously. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So when he's he's like literally trying to get a job at DC, uh, with this like I want to write a hopeful story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, not right now. Well, so, honestly, the thing that tipped me off was like the lettering. I'm like, wait, I thought this yeah. was supposed I thought well, this the, was newer. The really <laughs> funny thing is that the very first issue in this this whole thing is a is a special where it's like a time traveler from the future has to go back in time and try to get each flash as they encounter John the, Fox. the um yeah, the the Atom yeah. Smasher. Um, yeah. so it's yes, so it's like it's it's a dude going back and finding Jay Garrick, and then it's a dude going back and trying to find Barry Allen, and then Wally West. But each time period is written like the time period, like yeah. like yeah. It, yeah. the, the yeah. Jay Garrick it's, it's issue definitely really reads well. like a like a fifties book, and then like the Barry Allen stuff reads like the like sixties seventies, and then the Wally stuff reads like modern, and then it's like, damn, that makes it like he really knows the the vibe, like he yeah. He, yeah. he just. He gets it like immediately. Yeah, and that's, that's a the, really cool way to start this book because you're like, wait, when the fuck was this book written? What is yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, Flash yeah. special, and that is um that is Wade's first story. Um, I I think it's one of his first things at DC. I don't think he had done much work uh, outside of that. So, uh, the hell of a way to start, man. They wanted to do something with all the flashes. Uh, mm. Family is something very important to the Flash, and the legacy of the different flashes is something that is very key to the character. I, I I do love how this kind of right out of the gate shows us the difference between Barry and Wally. It's a great flash primer. Yeah. Yes. Like, and it also, it, it it's, it's really funny because the villain is the Atom Smasher. So each era also 
has the preconceived notions about nuclear power yes. in it. Um, so that's really fun. Like the, and, the like the second uh, one, like the Barry Allen one is all like Cold War politics and like the fucking Jay Garrick one is all like Wait no, Red the Jay Garrick one is is, is yeah. Red Scare shit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then yeah, the, the Barry Allen one is all about like how like nuclear power is is um like a risk and it's like dangerous and then like the uh the Wally West one is like the villain keeps being like and it's safer than ever and it's like yeah what the fuck yeah. is well, happening and, and in addition to that um he the villain also <laughs> keeps uh like becoming like starts like uh I don't know getting more and more is uh, radiated like yeah he, yeah, he like starts because he uh becomes a like a plutonium monster at the yeah. at john fox's timeline in the 30th or 40th century yeah that's what they're like trying to prevent from happening yeah because like in the wally west one they just he just has a nuclear meltdown and they just bury him yeah and it's yeah. like he'll be fine he'll I, you know I, his also, half-life will only take four thousand years or something <laughs> like it's just like what the fuck i like how he thinks he's fighting the same flash each time yes, until he gets to wally great. And then he unmasks Wally and he's like, I'm going to reveal your secret identity. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, that's Wally. Yeah. Like, what? Where have you been? <laughs> yeah, that's Wally we all know that that's, yeah, yeah, that's Wally the Flash. And then also, John Fox, his whole goal is to recruit the Flashes to fight them at the end of the timeline. He doesn't recruit a single one. He just fails nope. every time. Every and, single yeah. time. And then he gets back and just uses the knowledge of having watched the Flash fight the Atom Smasher every time and was just like oh i'm a particle physicist i can just i can just do this <laughs> yeah and he yeah, becomes he, like, the flash the flash for a hot minute yeah uh john uh, fox named after uh john broom and gardner fox who are the two most influential uh silver age flash writers and john broom nice. uh grant morrison's favorite comic book writer yeah there you go uh and and that was um, going into this with the knowledge that the Flash is Grant Morrison's uh, favorite superhero. Uh, like really made it a little bit more because I've never read any Flash uh, for the most part. I've read it like a couple here and there, or like where he pops into other people's books, but I've never gone out of my way to read Flash. And specifically, the Barry Allen story in this special like really hit home because like re-listening to like super gods recently grant morrison talks about um how the reason they loved the flash as a kid is that it was all like teaching you science lessons like it was Mm. all just like a mini like stem lesson and the barry allen thing in this was all about like my electrons are positively charged (laughs) so that i can fight the the protons that are neutral that that was so (laughs) that was my major takeaway from this book is like the flash's power set lends itself so well to coming up with new ways to make being really fast beneficial and like going down that science rabbit hole interesting yeah yeah that that was one of the things that i wanted to talk about on this episode because i um like i don't know when you look at like superpowers from a from a macro point of view like zoom out the guy who runs fast that's the least interesting one right like when you're explaining superheroes to a person who doesn't really know yeah you're like superman can fly and has super strength and can shoot lasers out of his eyes and and uh you know wonder woman is a goddess and like 
the guy who can run fast, how do you make that interesting? And I think even though I, um, I mean, I'm a huge Wally fan uh, because I've read this run, but when, before I had read any of this, I wasn't a big Flash fan. And I think subconsciously, he was one of my favorites to just watch in the like Justice League cartoon because yeah. that's the his powers are the ones where the the animators and the the artists have to like you know try and make interesting cuz he's yeah. just running. Yeah, but, you got to come up with ways to make a red and yellow blur. Right. Like do something cool in within the story. <laughs> but right. It's one of the best superpowers because it is. The, yeah. It it is a it is a fueled mind for imagination. Like Yeah. And throughout this run and later on, some of the coolest uh iter- like, you know, ways to express that that power happen. And, yeah, it's not a yeah, it's not a singular power. It's like a whole power set. Like because he is super he has super speed, he can do all of these it, other things. It becomes a like subatomic power because mm-hmm. he can control the speed of his atoms like it, it becomes other things that aren't just like man go fast you right, know exactly like it, it's <laughs> and, and like th- there's also that like you can't just go that fast and perceive time the same way as everyone else does right like yeah that doesn't let you, oh, you yeah. almost have to have that i can slow down time around me to be fast it's it's well, an interesting and uh and Marvel, you know, the one of the one of the great like kind of comparisons between the two companies is the speedsters because in Marvel, Quicksilver is an asshole, and he <laughs> explains why he's an asshole because he's impatient and he yeah. lives life like life is kind of hell because it's so slow and yeah. In everything D- just takes forever, right? And in DC, there, he's one of those listeners that would that turns us up to three times speed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, I've I've talked to a couple of our our listener friends that do that, and I'm mortified. I can't yeah, even we, imagine what I. We sound know like. you're I out don't... there. We know there's chipmunkers listening, and this is a perfect <laughs> episode to bring that up. Right. That. Yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> that I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Do we want to it, dig into some of these stories? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. the yeah, next so thing I, that I think RJ is, alluded to it. This is all Wally centric. Like the first issue is all three, and then yeah, it dives into Wally. So this, okay, so this run starts um, at issue one. Uh, it was the the kind of reboot from Crisis on Infinite Earths, which we talked a lot. We, you know, when we talked about Justice League International, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths was like the big reboot button for DC, the first time that they had ever done that. Um, so Crisis on Infinite Earths created a problem for the Flash because Barry died. Um, and <laughs> That's a big problem. Wally was, you know, <laughs> Wally is a kid who was a superhero as Kid Flash in the Teen Titans and now he has to he has to step into the into the big boy pants and he has to learn to th- this Wally's story isn't a uh 
person learning to become a superhero. It's a person learning to become an adult. And that, I think, is one of the mm. big reasons why he resonated with so many people. Um, he, he gets this interesting story arc where he's, he's an asshole um, in the beginning of the, of the book. And through different writers and through time, learns to you know, soften his edges um, and become a lovable person. He, he's a great character because he's kind of had to go through these trials and grow up unlike a lot of these other characters. Um, and, you know, we get to the, we, the, is the annual four is the next thing, right? The Armageddon yeah, 2001. It's... Yeah. Oh, man. I believe so. Yeah, the, yeah, the witness protection one. That was something. That was a very '90s comic. It was a very '90s comic. <laughs> and then yeah, it goes that's right a flash. It's a stuff, flash cool. forward, right? That, that's yeah. A, so a, a guy trying to figure out who the villain of the future is. Yeah. So he like touches Wally and to see Wally's future, and it's him in witness protection as an as a yeah. There is this like, middle age. There's this event that happened in annuals in DC in the '90s called Armageddon 2001, where there is this villain called the Monarch that had, like, taken over everything. Um, so this hero, who is a scientist who's just like a Silver Surfer ripoff, um, flash-forwards the timeline ten years to see who, which hero is going to become the villain. Um, and fans had guessed it correctly before the event finished, so DC was so petty that they changed the outcome. That's amazing. Yeah. Wait, who was it uh, supposed to be? It was That's something that happens in wrestling all the time. <laughs> it was supposed to be Captain Adam, and then it ends up becoming Hawk, and kind of ruins the character of Hawk until Jeff Johns does weird <laughs> shit with him in, in JSA, like, uh, in the 2000s. I don't know. Like Hawk as in Hawk and Dove? Yes. Hawk, Hawk, Hawk okay. as in Hawk and Dove. Okay, um, got it. So, so just go right into year one, then. Yeah, we can just, we can just go into year one. Yeah, it, the it's so funny looks- that like the, for 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 Casey and myself, I don't know about about Sean, but like this is our first real dive into the Flash, and right off the jump, it's like we're just gonna bounce you around in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, Oh this, yeah, so much timey wimey shit. This trade was not organized well. I was reading <laughs> it. I, I was reading it through again, and I got to the the special. The special is pretty good for introductory. Then I got to this, yeah, and good. I was like, "They're gonna read this, and I'm and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna know what to say." I don't. <laughs> well, the the funny part about it is that it's this total it's it's flash forward where like he's got a wife and a kid, and like the kid has his powers, but like can't use them because he doesn't have the same like genetic makeup, so he he'll like die. He's, yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. Um, and then, like, they use the powers, they they spoil their fucking, they, they get caught because they were in witness protection, and then, like, the guy that's going after him catches, whatever. All of it is completely based upon this one lady who goes up to Wally and is like, hey, I need your help taking down <laughs> yeah. this guy. And when it gets back to the future, like, Flash is just kind of slightly distracted and doesn't hear what she's saying, and they don't meet, and it just, like, it's- he just... Comple- yeah. completely derails this future that could have yeah, happened. None of it ever like, happens. It's a none of it ever happens. It's an even weirder <laughs> placement in the trade when you think about the fact that they made this trade 
Mark Wade's Flash is pretty famous. This is uh they don't they haven't collected the earlier 60 issues in trade ever. Like uh 18 has uh 1 through 18 has been collected but not 19 through 61. So a lot of people who are reading it right now are going to read this trade, get to that issue and not going to have like any basis for who Wally is. It's just like right. yeah, no context. That's exactly me. I was just like I know Wally but like I don't really know what his who he yeah. eventually ends up marrying. So I'm not sure if this is really his actual future. And then like even the end you, of the issue is like, nah, nah, just kidding. None of that, none of that happens. <laughs> even if you just put this annual at the end of the book, it doesn't change the pacing of anything. No, just, not no. at all. Yeah, that would have been that would have been better. But this is me but just complaining it, about the trade order and not I also didn't hate the issue as much as y'all. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. I, know, that's I fun. liked it. It was just it's it a was timey just wimey a, shit. It was just a bit of a burn up on re-entry going right. like, yeah, okay. I, I was um, just tackling this from a perspective of you folks, you know, like, I know you know you guys haven't read a lot of Flash, so it's just like, they're going to read this and just be like, also, it's like a random event from 90s DC, so yeah, like- Yeah, it's like the uh, most 90s shit. Anyway, like a, yeah. let's get to- right into deep end. Let's get to year one, because I think that's the, the best introduction. Great. Yeah, this is- Yeah, this year is, one is uh, fucking great. This is uh, a good okay. Who the hell is Wally West? This is this is Wade finally taking over the book, uh, the you know the main the main title proper and being like, all right, let's reintroduce people to Wally. Um, yeah. So it's like Wally going to um, uh, what's his uh his grandfather? It's Gra- Iris' yeah. grandfather. Yeah, it's Iris's father. Um, he runs into him at the airport and he's looking at because he's looking for a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That was such a cool flash yeah. problem to solve where like there there were these terrorists that planted a bomb and they didn't they, there was it was supposed to go off at midnight but they set it to noon oh, and they didn't realize it was like 11:45. Yeah. One of them was just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So he had like 10 seconds to search an entire uh airport for a bomb. It's it's such a good flash problem. Yes. Yeah. And and a pretty funny joke too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's literally like two two terrorists go, walk into jail, stop you if you've heard this one before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's all set up like a punchline. It's, it's yeah, it's fucking great. But then he goes uh he goes to his grandfather's place and starts looking through Iris's stuff and he finds a a notebook that she had kept on uh the Flash um and they're like because she was married to Barry, but there's one all about Wally. Uh, so then the the this arc is told in flashback by Wally reading through this this notebook. You might say it is a. Don't say flash it. flashback. It you. is flashback. <laughs> yeah, you, you see so his much. back sometimes. <laughs> Stop that. He's just remembering. <laughs> yeah. For Flash, it's just a back. I'm flash, having a back. Flash flashback. Flash I'm ha- flashback. I'm having a back <laughs> there. Are, there are some really excellent butt shots in this book. Yeah, Wally's got I mean, cake. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, does. they like, yeah, well, like this fucking, they're just wearing these lycra bodysuits. Like, so you're going to fucking see everything. Yeah. And then he eventually <laughs> his suit gets, uh, it's just Speed Force material. So, um, sure, sure. Anyway. Uh yeah. Uh so the story of Wally is that 
he has got terrible parents and he hates them. And yep. all he wants to do is hang out with his Aunt Iris because his Aunt Iris is cool. Um, and is friends with Barry, who is friends with Flash. Yeah, but Barry's kind of yeah. a loser. <laughs> and he doesn't really... A lot of, a lot of, of Peter Parker Spider-Man bullshit going on. Yeah. yeah. I, I love how Barry's whole cover is like, man, I'm late for everything. I'm such a... I'm such I'm a so slow, slow poke. I'm just a slow yeah. guy. He's, he's such a fucking corny stepdad. <laughs> he's in this. so corny. So yeah. I, I have, yeah. I have questions. So Iris is <laughs> is Barry's fiance and doesn't know that Barry's the Flash. Um, no, she, she does. definitely knows. Does she I, knows? I, I know. Yeah, she has notebooks in her house about it. Well, yeah, but that's like down the line. Like in she, in the story, she like doesn't know. Or... She definitely knew. Um, I, think. I, I there's definitely a point when they are dating and when they're like fiance that she doesn't know. But at some point, she find it's like a Lois Lane thing. Yeah, there's like she but, but she, she didn't know for a a ridiculously long amount of time, and then she does know. <laughs> I, I kept <laughs> so. I kept thinking to myself like, what a way to start a marriage on just like a lie. I, like, I, yeah, again, see Superman and Lois. Well, there's one of the notebooks is about Wally. So right, like she, yeah, like she, yeah. In like in, she, the, in the present day, like it's it's very clear that she's talking she about does know. Yeah, he's talking about in the in the flashback. In the flashback, well, Iris my is, point like, is like there's a notebook that he's looking through that says for Wally, and it's with like the kid Flash stuff on it. So what I'm trying to say is like, if she didn't know like the second he got turned, she knew very shortly after and she was she was at least she was at least like keeping up appearances but like right. it's like okay so your 10 year old nephew comes to visit and right at that same time the flash takes on a 10 year old sidekick who's definitely not your 10 year old nephew uh yeah but uh I, it gets more complicated when you realize that iris is actually from the 30th century cool so yeah that is knew. way more complicated yeah because you definitely knew so um Maybe. Um, also, there's there's a bunch of like really funny, purposeful, silly gags where like Wally has to get a hold of the Flash, but he doesn't know that Barry is the, the most Flash. So, dad shit so he ever like did. so Barry's like, I'm friends with the Flash, so anytime yeah. you need to get a hold of him, call me. Just call so then me. he calls well, he calls Barry and he's like, Oh, Flash? Wait, oh, uh, Uncle Barry? Oh, oh no, you, Barry. you sounded yeah, you so sounded much like, like the Flash. <laughs> I, I, Wally, I also, fucking idiot. I also <laughs> love that Wally is a big Flash fan. Uh, He's be- a huge because Flash nerd. Barry in in the like like showcase number four, like first appearance of of Barry, he was reading comics. He's reading Jay Garrick comics. So like Barry Barry's a going. comic book fan. Love it. So making Wally a Flash fan is very funny. Um, yeah. Um, so so, and also just talking mad shit on Barry to the Flash is really good because Barry like, Barry's cause such like, a fucking nerd and dude and, he's and, just, and he, Flash is like oh he's, he's pretty cool I he like fucking, him um he he gives me Carrie L's in liar liar vibes that's who he reminds <laughs> me of yes yes he's perfectly great he's a good dude very stable but he's just trying so hard to be the cool stepdad and he's just boring. <laughs> He's like, just a boring guy. Yeah. yeah. But, but obviously, I, I you know, Barry's doing it intentionally. Yeah. yeah that's what I but, was thinking of the whole time. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Wally needs that because his right. other dad is is bad. They they don't like talk. Bad dad, man. You you don't like they don't show it, but like in the in the earlier issues of this Wally run, his dad like 
tries to murder his mom and it doesn't and succeed. Jesus. And then he's like, why doesn't she like me anymore? It's like, cause you had her try to have her killed dude. Like obviously Amen. he's such a sad sack. Um, she doesn't love you because you couldn't follow through. And then also his mom. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Whoa. Fuck. Wally's parents are written so weird in the earlier issues. I, I really don't know. See, I, like I, the, I didn't read it that way. I, here, I found them just like more kind of like maybe just like they didn't really give a shit about him or just didn't understand it. In this, it's toned yeah. down. Um, yeah. But like having read the like from issue one, his parents yeah, yeah. are weird characters. His mom, like the, he wins the lottery and buys a mansion. And his mom moves in with him and keeps berating every girl, girl, uh, girl he brings home. And is like, what are you doing? And then it, it's a bizarre... The, the previous 60 issues are real weird. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so let's, let's get to how Wally gets his oh. pow- powers. Because it feels like the most lazy shit ever. So like... It's- He's hanging out with the Flash, and the Flash is like, you know, uh, the way I got my powers is I was standing in front of a cabinet of chemicals, much like this cabinet <laughs> of chemicals, during a thunderstorm, much like today. Yeah, it's the corniest shit ever. And then, lo and behold, uh, a, a, a bolt of lightning hits the cabinet of chemicals lightning in the same exact literally way. literally strikes twice. So, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, a big yeah. thing where they talk about like, yeah, it's, uh, it's really Lightning never really strikes improbable. twice in the same place. Well, tech, it was a different place because like, you're not where you were. Anyway, so uh, you, you can come up with some other way to give Wally powers. You, you can... Uh, well, they uh, don't have the speed force yet, right? Yeah. I guess okay, not. So yeah. That's why. Eventually, Wally... Uh, you know, eventually we find out about the Speed Force, and yeah, yeah. that is a Wade creation. So I don't know how if that was in his brain yet. It, I don't think it was. My guess, well, this is year one, right? So he's reintroducing. So like that's how we got his powers. However right. long when we got yeah, this, but this, like, isn't, yeah. this but, isn't Mark Wade's decision. But the Speed Force is this he did like poke fun at it though. The Speed Force is this like uh, I don't, it, it's like this like um, it's a, it's a- cosmic entity yeah. that is like a new it's like a it's like an element of physics but, in the universe but what wade ends up kind of talking about with the speed force is that it sought out wally like yeah, the avatars of the speed force obviously i mean the avatar of the fast i mean essentially <laughs> yeah uh, right. but like so like that lightning was faded it by destiny targeted right right um um and also they kind of talk about that a couple times because like his his grandfather alludes to like yeah that was so have you ever thought about how improbable that was i like how yeah. his grandpa his- like has these moments of lucidity where because like he's a, a world-renowned scientist he's like bro that shit should have happened like come on yeah 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 it's still better than purpose behind whatever that it's still better than jay garrick who passed out near hard water and sniffed it in and became a speedster like yeah hard water hard water really i feel like a lot of these especially dc classic golden age they didn't really think too hard on how to give him powers they just like here he's got powers it doesn't fucking matter i mean uh yeah like barry Around the time that Barry became the Flash was when science heroes started. That's when, like, right. the, the Marvel, yeah. like, yeah. the Fantastic Four and all that shit. So, like, 
that was the beginning of of that and then yeah, yeah i i do think wade had a plan that might not have necessarily been the speed force yet but he he saw how stupid it was that two flashes <laughs> no. got the powers the exact same way and was like in that issue he there's was there's a story there Yes. Yeah, yeah, like he's yeah. like, there's a story here. There's a way to turn this into something, and I'm and I'm ruminating on it. It's clearly it the the, yeah, the gears a, are turning. It's kind of like an, Alan Moore accidentally creating the green and the rod and the red, oh, and uh, but yeah, like yeah. not yeah. explicit. Yeah, Alan yeah, Moore created too, the yeah. prophecy that Jeff Johns later turned in the Blackest Night. Right. Yeah. So there like, you go. Exactly. Like you could tell, like he's like, this is the origin, and I'm retelling the story, but like. He knows it's silly. Yes, but he I have more it. to. Yeah. I have more to he, add to. But this. he made it yeah. fun and cool. Like he made it interesting. Like that's another mark it's, of like a good it's writer. It's campy it in the in the right way. It, it exactly. Like, it leans yeah, yeah. into the camp and doesn't like. I'm not gonna pretend that this isn't silly. Um, and we're gonna have fun with it, and we're gonna do exactly. something fun with it. Yeah, yeah. there were some yeah. moments in this where I, I actually said, "Oh, come on," out loud <laughs> to myself. But. Yeah, like yeah. Also, uh, like Wally, Wally. Because then we get learning, to the, the training montage. Of the the training episode. montage is great, and it's yeah. like him figuring out that he he doesn't instantly have his powers. He's got to like work at it, and then kind of becoming his own little detective and trying to take down the Mirror Master as like his first foil. And it's like, oh, oh, fuck, man, that was that's a big one. Yeah, bold. <laughs> yeah, I like I like how he gets his own ring outfit. The ring outfit. Like oh, I, I used to right hate now. it, but I love it now. It's, so it's just, it's just goofy. How does he get it back in? It's like, have you have you ever taken out a tent and then tried to get the tent back into? Yeah, it's the bag. They that talk it came about in? it. Yeah, it's chemicals. It's, it's like a yeah, it's a chemical thing. It's not. It's, it's, it's not like a the questions yes, ask thing. It is exactly yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we've had this conversation with the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like a Casper mattress, which is like, oh, you can return it if you can get it back in the fucking tube, <laughs> asshole. Dude, not a fucking chance. Yeah, because, yeah, dude, not a fucking chance you can return it. Are you ever going to return that mattress? No one has a fucking vacuum bag that fucking big. They can recompress those fucking mattresses. But uh, but the point I'm getting at is he gets anyway. his own outfit, but it's the same. So he's just like well, a tiny it's flash. It's a baby version. It, well, it's flash a stereo on Barry head and he just makes it so it fits him. Yeah, it's yep. just like a re-transform the flash into a smaller Yeah, yeah it's flash. one of those things where it's like you're telling a backstory that's already been written. So you have to like follow that. Te- you have to fill yeah. in those gaps. Yeah. 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 But like, yeah, he it's it's. it's Kind of horrifying the like small version of the Flash. Yeah, it doesn't look right. It looks it's weird. Like it's a little Flash homunculi. Yeah, it's like a little. Un- he's not quite finished yet. Like yeah. he's got. Yeah, yeah. I like how how like he could he didn't want to come up with his own name and he let the press come up with the name. The press was like Kid Flash. Kid Flash. Lots of happens when you're just a tiny version of the hero you're next to. It's like Central City needed a J. Jonah J. Well, it's funny because Iris is a news reporter, so it'd be funny if it was her. It'd be like that would be funny. Yeah, exactly. Nerd, you fucking nerd. <laughs> Got your powers just like Barry did. You fucking dorks. So yeah, so then he takes on he takes on the Mirror Master. Mm. Yeah, then f- fucks his shit up. Love me, a mirror master. 
I love how oh, yeah. weird Flash villains. Flash villains are so weird. Yeah, he's got the best rogues gallery, and by best I mean fucking weirdest in the, in the best. <laughs> oh, way. they're the best. We'll talk about more next week because they're like co-stars of the book eventually. Um, Hell yeah! <laughs> there is so much more rogue content, uh, but oh man, the rogues gallery are the best. Yeah, and this is when I mean, he like figures out that he can vibrate through stuff, but that like causes him to make his powers be jacked up because he's a little baby. Yeah, he can't, <laughs> he can't use he can't use him until he's an adult. A very basically. a very silver age problem. I like how it's like, oh, the the genetics of a younger man are way different than an adult man. I'm like, no, they're fucking not. <laughs> the f- the well, it, this also kind of echoes that Daredevil story we were talking about a few weeks, a yeah. few months ago, where like, um, it's like, oh, there's this blind kid. He's gonna be, he's gonna be another Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I can, like, I can teach him how to be a Daredevil. It's like, how about you let him develop a little bit and like turn into a person, and then maybe. I just think it's funny. He gets the same chemicals and powers, and he's totally fine. But then when he vibrates through glass, it's like, nope, his body can't take he's it. Shook. It's like, all right. All right, bro. He is shook. I just like how the justification is that the ge- the genetic makeup of a <laughs> a fourteen year old is different than a thirty year old, and it just like okay, guys. Gen- genetics isn't the right word there. The I know what they're going for, and it's like oh, because his body isn't like developed, developed yet. Like, but like yeah, like his bones okay. are are still plastic because my, they're still growing. Yeah, the problem. Yeah. The problem He's got is bird bones. he still has baby teeth. Like the kid's ten. I mean, like, the problem is you're yeah. you're like doing like real world health risks with a f- fictional superpower. It's like yeah, you're well, doing a lot what, of pseudoscience on top of pseudoscience what would happen there. if you ran yeah, at the, Mach the three. Protect- like, the protect the barrier that protects him at Mach three apparently hurt doesn't protect him from running fast when he uses his power until he's eighteen. I guess. Yeah. Because I just got. I just like how it. how the yeah. Flash took Boy Flash to like a pediatrician, and they both have like their masks. Had the mask shit on. on. Like, yeah. And this pediatrician just like I know all about this. It's like no, you don't. You didn't. You went to school to be a doctor, not to figure out why. Well, he turned. He took him to like a flash doctor because I feel like because he like knew what he's doctor. like. Oh, I know how your powers work. It's like, oh wait, no, isn't that his grandpa? Yes, oh, is it? It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He took him to Ira. Okay, okay. So yeah, that's when he's like, that's because later on they talk. Oh, remember when you got your powers? That was weird, right? Like, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> I thought this was just some jabroni doctor. Who no, it's just because like... it's the flashback. Yeah, that's Ira. Well, also, so like. Basically, they're like, yeah, you can't use your powers till you're grown. And then he ends up just kind of powering through it and using them anyway and kind of just figuring shit out because yeah. like he has spurts, to. Because he has to use it to save his dad from a tornado. Classic DC scenario. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tornadoes. Classic. Big, big uh, dad killers in <laughs> DC. <laughs> For sure, dude. God damn. More than dark side, tornadoes have a body count. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Specifically in DC. Yeah, like that's a classic trope. Damn. Dude, this, All right, this... F in the chat for tornado dads. <laughs> F in the chat for tornado dads. <laughs> but this whole oh, bit though with like him running out into the storm, um It's really cool. Yeah. 
And then his dad, cha- like, first of all, he runs out in the middle of a storm and climbs a tree. Not something you want to do. I like um, the one panel where we're just straight up looking up his ass. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There's a few of those. And like, it's up his ass. upsetting in a lot of ways. Sorry, I just Jesus happened to turn Christ. to it. And I could, dude, page 229 if you want to look at it real quick. Like, I just couldn't. Oh, I, I knew exactly yeah. which one you were talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah that is sorry that is sorry. Wow. come on it's just the angle on it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's made extra you worse don't, you that, normally, like, he's you 10? normally don't see like, that level right, of right. definition That's outside of female superheroes it's like right and not, not, a, not a 10 year old boy in a, in a, in a, dude yeah like you yeah, can yeah. like i could see yeah it's fine we'll move on what wally is <laughs> one of the premier DC himbos because there's not a lot going up upstairs. A lot that, going uh, yeah. that is very true. I just think it's funny <laughs> that they for fucking they just for that particular it was just a funny way to draw like obviously it's an emotional scene but like it got me a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. it, it, it's it's like the stakes are as high as they could be. He just told his dad he doesn't love him anymore right before yeah. a tree fell on him and then it's like <laughs> let's let's uh let's look at his butt real for real a upskirt. <laughs> Let's give him a let's give him a fucking prostate exam real quick. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Chris Hansen's about to show up if we don't get away from this. So I think year one or you know, uh what what's it what what else is called? Um Born to Run. Live fast or die young. No. There's uh, another I don't know. Maybe well, that's what this issue is. Okay. Like the one is Born to Run. Yeah, yeah, Born to Run is what Anyway, this this arc is a really like good boss. introduction to Wally. I think, and you. Uh, I think it was because I didn't know anything about Wally. Right. I'm like, cool, this is perfect. You also get Barry actually being there because Barry is dead, but Barry is very important to Wally as a character. So like, Barry just being a fucking <laughs> just the dorkiest dad, stepdad. I love it. It's true. <laughs> it's so perfect, man. It's a good. Uh, he's a good. Uh, like Wally's a great counter to how Barry is. Like, yes, they're. It, so they work really well together. And then there's a, there's a few straggler issues that are also collected in, in this run. <laughs> this fucking Aquaman, Aquaman issue was wild, This Aquaman bro. issue's so good. But this is, the, it was wild. this is the first time we meet Linda. And Linda is the best. I fucking love like I, yeah, Linda. I like getting introduced to a character that I definitely was supposed to know, but this is the only time yeah. I read Flash. So I was like, I have no fucking clue who this person so is. So there's some cuckoo bananas uh, character design going on in this issue. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Dude. Linda Park, though, is Wally's girlfriend um, and like long term girlfriend for this run. Um, maybe the most inconsistently drawn character I have ever seen in a comic book. Um, <laughs> she's Korean. Half the time, she's not drawn that way. And then, not even, not even that, though, her face just changes, like, issue to issue. Like, it on the, is... On the page, sometimes. Like, yeah. paneled panel. It is bizarre. No one had any idea what she looked like until, like, later in the 2000s, when artists start, like, drawing with continuity better. Yeah, there were no model uh, sheets for this issue. Also, I'm gonna... I, I don't want to diss on this artist specifically, but generally a problem that majority of, like, big two artists did not know how to draw Asian people. Mm. Uh, like, yep. just a major... And, like, just generally people of color, like, the, the way that, like, 
like black people are drawn issue to issue and like like there's there's like specific characters where it's just like uh Robbie Ray is from the the fucking X-Men is just like yeah. he's technically Afro Latina and we never actually see that. Like you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. like he's just lots a white of problems guy with, with he's just a white guy with different shading. Mm. Yeah, They're but he is introduced way, as yeah. a black Latino yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. Like it's yeah, know, so it's yeah. generally a problem, but I'm sure as an Asian woman that was even more difficult because yeah. if you're not being like sexualized or like demonized, it's a it's Everyone else is um, just kind of like up for grabs, sort of whatever. We're too you know? busy like, showing fucking Donk on Wally and Aquaman. <laughs> in, in spite of that, though, I love. Which I can be behind. I love Linda with my whole heart. She rules, and yeah, she's great. Um, she gets so much better in this run than also in the current day stuff. She's got fucking powers, and it rules. Cool. So the right. Flash yeah. family is even more of a family. That's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, this Flash is, uh, this Aquaman is just a bonky, wonky fucking like pirate ship. Yeah, captured to try to get a fucking haunted crown. Like the whole this thing. It's this so marine marauder issue. character, like, what is that character design? Oh, the the yeah. green uh, mohawk. It's fucking great. Is the what green it mohawk? Is. Yeah. The arrow pointing at her crotch on the costume. Fuck yeah. Man. yeah. She got no. She's going with the deep V. That's a that's the that's a deep deep V. It's a deep V, man. I really like the um the 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 design of the cop from the the arc of the last two issues. She that outfit is fucking bonkers. Is that the abracadabra? Yeah, the the lady yeah. who's oh, got the, the future, visor the and the jacket. Cop? Yeah, it's yeah, fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking abracadabra, he reached out also, and grabbed Also, so incredibly <laughs> 90s that both, like, Linda and that cop are just wearing, like, the crazy, like, high-cut, uh, oh, yeah. like, 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 bathing suit bottoms as mm-hmm. pants. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. the Baywatch style, like, yeah. the, the hip goes up over the, like, hip bone. Yep. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Love it. Um, yeah, you gotta really, you gotta really do some upkeep to wear an outfit like that. Love, it's not I easy. The, it's I do. not it seems, easy. It seems way more trouble than it's worth. If we're it all, is all being Ten, equal. Yeah. <laughs> I like at the beginning of that next issue is him just single handedly beating the Harlem Globetrotters in basketball. Yes, like he f- <laughs> so good. <laughs> just for like a charity event, it's fucking great. <laughs> but it's like one of those things my first thought was like he's so fast no one can call him for traveling because they can't see it also one of my favorite <laughs> things um I don't, I don't know if we're ever gonna like get to it in an issue but wally doesn't know what sports are and linda's the biggest sports fan and it's great nice. uh he's just fast so he can figure it out yeah yeah well, yeah. the the I mean the introduction to Linda is him trying to teach her how to play like tennis or racquetball or something and she's just like yo Fuck you! <laughs> and he's You're just, just showing a, off. Plus, he's a fucking show off about it. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he's a show off to all the old people on the cruise the ship. It's literally the just cruise, them yeah. on a cruise ship with a bunch of like, I think he's like septuagenarians. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So I, I just Wally's character, like, he just becomes like Barry. He's just a dork, and I love him. I like, I like him <laughs> slamming down the hot dogs too. Yes. after the game, weenie licious. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, this. Uh, ew, you can, put, you can, uh, or how could you put those in your mouth? Why, Linda? They're weedy licious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then we get the uh, the abracadabra two part arc. Um, abracadabra is wait for some reason Wade's favorite 
uh, Flash villain. He's not even a rogue because sure. he's because he murders people. Um, but uh, Wade has this obsession with uh, like stage magic, so he just and Abracadabra is like if Booster Gold was a dick instead of a superhero. Like he is from yeah no because he yeah, he's a, pretty much he's from so far in the future that he his technology looks like magic. Yeah. And but, he's just an egomaniac, so he comes to our time to have people like applaud him. He's a like, he's, he's an egomaniac, wild. and he can't do magic in the sixty fourth century because science has completely uh, but also, made obsolete all magic. I like how he's a villain here, but he got kicked out of the sixty fourth century for not complying and joining the hive mind because he wanted to be an individual. Yes, yep, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, there he. The way he's drawn, there was this issue where one of his pieces of tech like blew up his face. So for like all 100 issues of the Wade Run, he's like this like weird like uh uh I'm trying to Freddy Krueger yeah or like Darth Vader yeah. like face yeah. like he's, he's got like he's bits of hair face. everywhere and like it's so bizarre yeah uh, mid, he's real melty mid Cronenberg butterfly <laughs> transformation. <laughs> <laughs> can confirm that looked exactly like this for a full week he started doing stage magic and growing a mustache <laughs> and fucking crushed it i also love that uh like the issue starts with like a charity event where some fucking hack is calling himself abracadabra yeah. and wally's like yes you better not fuck around with that name that dude's an that was asshole. a real guy yeah. That's a real guy, and he's gonna be pissed. He was he was mean, <laughs> and then he comes back and immediately murders. Yeah, he's like, if he was here today, he'd be, and then he showed up. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, he just <laughs> lit him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. All right, we got one more issue to talk about, right? Or is there? Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Is it that yet, last one annual? Yeah. There's that last annual, the eclipse annual. Yeah. With the super '90s art, and we get to talk and get to talk yeah, about dude. one of my favorite bits of the flash run which is this ongoing jet uh uh gag that um golden glider has these has this boyfriend that she dresses up like a supervillain and he keeps dying and she's done it eight times at this point god damn <laughs> it's Jesus. so Man, funny at some point Dude should just stop dating her, I think. She or like, finds you know, these... they should read the Wikipedia article about her. First. She finds these idiots <laughs> and dress and dresses them up uh as a villain named Chillblain. And th the just it's a recurring gag. They keep dying on on the issues that they occur. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like bullshit Captain Cold, right? That's like she just yeah, keeps trying yeah. to do it. Because Captain Cold Captain is her cousin. brother. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> Why do I know that? I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. That's weird that I knew that. <laughs> I yeah, think but this art in this issue in is very, very like Jim Lee Rob Lee. But this is uh all the rogues yeah, and Flash trying to get uh the Eclipso uh gem. Um mm. Which is always a that's very it's a very DC. It's a, yeah. like there's yeah. a lot of DC parts moving around. I love Eclipse. This, which is great. He's such a bizarre character that they like seem to just want to center events around for some reason. Um, <laughs> that is true. He, I don't know. It's it's kind of cool. He uh, I really liked him in the New Fifty Two Sword and Sorcery book where it was Amethyst and like he they actually worked 
uh, his like his gem into um, the amethyst lore and the world building, which is cool. Mm. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah, this was a fun issue. Yeah, Casey, what you were saying about how they drew people of color in the 90s, the way they drew... Oh, uh, man. Uh, what's his name? Chester? Chunk. Oh, oh yeah. Chunk. They, his name is Chester, but uh, he's known as Chunk. Um, he is also part of the Flash fam. He uh, <laughs> was a supervillain that ate a black hole and had a city inside him. Sure. Big sure. dude. I love Chunk. Good guy. <laughs> in the... In the earlier annual in this, he gets um, de he, he gets dehydrated. Yeah, he gets that that part really yeah. uh, messed me up a little bit. That was a bit yeah, that was weird, a bit much. But uh, it's great because uh, he didn't really want to be a villain. He was just like there was a black hole inside him, and he was cascading and like uh, drawing all. He had to keep eating things in order to not go critical mass. But Wally, hey, when that Wally saves him and uh, makes him in his accountant. And he's just like, and then Aww, and then he hangs nice. out with his with Wally's mom, and they become friends, and it's a, it's great. I don't know, it's bizarre. Um. Yeah, um, <laughs> in, in in the very kind of beginning of my comic book obsession was right when the Flash TV show was on. Mm. So I have some of the first which comics one? I ever bought were just stray comics from that period. Which was like maybe a year or two before this. Yes, and he's he's a huge part of that. Yeah, the, him and like the elongated man. Yeah, and the Mesner yeah. Lobe stuff. Uh, so the show was coming out, and it like had momentarily boosted sales, and then the sales fell off a cliff right when Wade was about to take over, and he's like, "Well, I'll <laughs> be writing Flash if it doesn't get canceled, I guess." Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then you know Wade. Didn't need a TV show in order to keep it going. Um, yeah, what yeah. It turns out, dude just fucking rules. Who knew? Yeah, dude, dude uh, did some good shit after. But uh, you know, after this, uh, Chunk is part of the his little group, and then also Pied Piper, who was once a rogue and gets reformed and stays around as Wally's tech man. And Pied Piper is one of the coolest characters in DC. Um, also one of also maybe DC's first openly gay character. Um oh, tight. and Wade does a great story arc um involving that uh with a mayor who's against gay marriage and him and the Piper like having to deal with that and Wally helping him. It's it's awesome. Um I'm just a really big fan of this book and a big fan of Wally's family because it's it's a great like it feels like the Bat Fam in, in certain ways. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely like, starting like to goofier. understand why like, people have... Oh, yeah. Fun, like, can't be in that really fun way that yeah. comics can, only comics can be. Um, but yeah, there's there's always been a like rabid Wally fan base um, that yeah, that have been sure. having a hard couple decades because <laughs> the editor in chief right. of DC for the last like 15 years fucking hated him and wanted to kill him at every turn. Um, so it's just been like the Wally fans going to bat for this this character for so long, and finally he's back. Yes. And R I think RJ said he's he's caught up on the recent run, and and like it's been great and like really Wally fan service. And like I get it now. I get why people <laughs> are like that about Wally because this book is fucking great. Well, I th yeah, it he's interesting. He and Nightwing are 
you know, two of the most popular comic book characters, I'd argue. And they, yeah. they really um, have a unique position in comic books where they started out as, you know, kid sidekicks and grew. And that's like one of, that kind of became a staple of DC is this legacy. Mm-hmm. The, the, you have the golden age heroes who eventually your crisis happens and they, they ended up just as the like peers instead of comic book characters to them. Um, so you have the like golden age heroes and then you have the silver age heroes and then you have um, the, the sidekicks who grew up like Wally and, and Dick actually got to, to grow with the fan base. And it's this unique kind of thing that a lot of other characters, you know, Superman's been the same age for 80 years. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I think that kind of DC realized that in the 90s and they had like Kyle Rayner, who was a great character who had to fill in after Hal died. And mm-hmm. these characters who had to, you know, like were in their 20s and like were learning to grow. And I think it resonated with a lot of like, especially up and coming uh, teenagers. Um, it, it, and it, it worked really well. They got great people behind it. And uh, this, uh, this run of Mark Wade starting at issue 62 to um, John's ending at like 260 something is an amazing run of comics. I just read all of them in preparation for this, this show. So that's amazing. Yo, when I, I, I tell you, you he fucking read all of them, <laughs> the picture that he sent of the stack of books that he read in like a day oh, is just like unfucking like. Are you the Flash? <laughs> like, how did yeah. you physically? T- <clears throat> I, I actually like, said I don't that. I understand. At one point today, mm-hmm. I was like right up against the deadline with with reading this, and I and I actually told Rachel, I was like, I am so jealous of Wally's powers right now because I <laughs> wish I could slow down time so I could finish this book on time. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's more uh, next week because we are going to be talking mm. about the John stuff, which is in the same run. Usually we try to jump a little bit farther in time, but I really want to talk about that part as well. I mean, we did jump like I think a decade, but you right. but it's in the same chronology, right? It's true. Like it's so like, we're gonna jump it's the same. Yeah. We're gonna jump yeah. almost a hundred issues. Um and Wally will have discovered the speed force. He'll have met his cousin from the future, Bart, with Iris returning, and he'll have gotten married. So it's a oh. lot. All right. Shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, let's Meet go. Fucking all new Wally. <laughs> Alright, well, tune in next week while we talk more <laughs> weird science uh with more flash. <laughs> so uh let's keep the conversation going. Let's uh let's let's get y'all into the into the Discord. Uh come join our Discord. It's free. Uh I, I always put a link to it in the episode description so you can you can find it easily. Come talk to us. Come hang out. We've got a whole community going on with dueling genre. Also, if you want to tell me uh, that I uh, that I uh, gave you too much information about my horrible medical <laughs> issues. And See, I, you say giving I too apologize. much information. I say giving great advice. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't get MRSA. Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> don't get MRSA and then take a bath. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> um... Yeah, also, if you want to give us some money, uh, go go to duelinggenre.com slash support and, and do that and join our Patreon. We've got extra goodies for those of you who do. So I'll give you 
links to that in the episode description as well. Um, yeah. So for me, for them, this is uh, this has been Tales from the Shortbox. Goodbye, everybody.